What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Mindful Podcast. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Today, I got a special guest, my great friend, my groomsman now in my wedding, host of the Full Court Podcast, and UC Irvine grad, Angus Wong. Welcome in. Yeah, thank, thanks so much, John, for inviting me onto your show. I'm, I'm really excited to do this episode with you. You know, you, I, I'm known as a big sports guy, but like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to talk about things beyond sports prove that I'm not one-dimensional. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you joining kind of last minute. I kind of just had this idea while I was driving yesterday. So I, I got my phone down and I kind of just took some notes and I, I had been wanting to get you on a podcast. I just, I kind of had, I, I hit not writer's block, but I guess something like that. Nothing was really popping into my mind. And I, I, I don't like to do a podcast if mm-hmm. I don't really have anything to talk about. And so right. I just, I let this one kind of flow into me. And I was like, I want Angus on this one. So <laughs> I appreciate you joining kind of last minute. Well, thanks for thinking of me. Um, you know, the best ideas always come at the weirdest times. And yeah. when you sent me the topic for today's episode, I was like, this is something I could really relate to. Yeah. yeah. So that's why, uh, yeah, that's why I wanted to have you on. But you already know, I, I didn't ask you to bring an energy drink, so it's all good. But I always bring an energy drink onto my podcast. You already know I got the Guayaki Peach Revival. The Guayaki. This one's my favorite flavor. Um, I, I should have brought one because I'm probably going to hit the gym after this. So I should use a pick-me-up. But It's all good. But um, Yeah. Bro, I'm a little tired. I had a long day. Finish up my finals. But there you are enjoying a Bev. Three grams of sugar. <laughs> Best part. Yeah. Three grams but of sugar. Anyways, all right, guys. Today, we got a great topic. A very, very, very relatable topic for my main audience. I looked at my statistics. It's about 18 to 24. Um, Second biggest is 23 to 27. So it's something that's relatable with a lot of my Gen Z, my younger audience. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about uh, do parents put too much expectations on their children and what are the effects that it can have? Um, So. I had, I don't know why this came to mind, but I was kind of just driving, like I said, and I kind of just wrote it down in my notes, not because it's, it's a, it's kind of relatable with me, but I have a lot of friends who can relate to this. And Mm -hmm. I kind of thought about you when, uh, when I was thinking about this, because I feel like we've talked about this in the past. So it's something that I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, But at least for me, I think one of the biggest things uh, that kind of is still, I guess you could say hold that I'm holding on to is just, there has been a lot of expectations set around me just as a person. Um, Mm -hmm. What I, what I feel like I have to accomplish. And if I don't accomplish a certain, a certain thing or get to a certain level, it feels like, like a failure. I have to be at a certain point. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel that way. Of course, of course, I do feel that way. I mean, I think at our age, it's so hard to not have imposter syndrome, to not feel like that we could be doing better. But then it's it's great that we have conversations, conversations like this with other people, because it kind of puts things into perspective. If we see where someone else is at, then we know not to judge ourselves so harshly. And like, if we see someone like, I mean, I wouldn't say ahead of us, but let's say they're they got like a better job than us i wouldn't say that they're doing better than us i would say that their path was different than my path and that now everybody has to follow the same path i like that straight bars right there this is why i brought you on (laughs) no but uh i i get you man because i was at a certain point where when i finally started feeling like i was making uh you know, different moves. And a lot of my friends, uh, like I was working a certain job that I feel like a lot of younger people don't work. And I was like, wow, like I'm making a little bit more money. Like this is kind of cool. But then I got to the point where, you know, a year or so passed by and I kind of don't feel that way anymore. Like it kind of faded off. And now it's like, I see a bunch of people like graduating, they're getting their bachelor's degree already where I was supposed to graduate this spring if everything had went to plan, mm-hmm. but uh, my whole situation, transferring, moving to a different city, it didn't work out exactly how I wanted to. And I feel like, I mean, my parents, uh, or at least my mom is 
the one who plays the biggest role as far as like uh, being involved in my education and she always has been, but yeah. um, I, I, I feel a little bit uh, appreciative of my mom just because I have a, I have a bunch of friends who from their parents have crazy expectations, crazy expectations. And it's like, I don't know if, if that pressure, I feel like I would crack under that pressure because thankfully my, like I said, my mom, she, she's been supportive. And I think nowadays I feel like the pressure that I feel is from myself. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really feel like that expectations is on, uh, that comes from my parents. I think it comes from myself, unfortunately. Um, but I, I also, I feel like it also goes by cultures and, uh, you know, family structure, just, I, I, I didn't really have, uh, like I was the first one to go to college. So yeah. the expectations weren't like, to you know they weren't too too crazy like as long as i got my my college degree but it didn't really matter where i went to college like i know people straight off the bat they're they're, they're in freshman year high school and their parents were like oh are, are you ready to go to a uc are you ready to go to usc like what 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 are your plans in mind and i think that's just a little unrealistic for an eighth grader or a ninth grader to to have their whole life planned out ahead of them so I, I like what you said about how things didn't go according to plan because things will never go according to plan in that you're, you're going to drive yourself crazy if you think that things are going to go to plan because you're going to spend all this time thinking of a plan and try to do everything in your power to make sure it goes along perfectly. But that's just not how life goes. Like, I, um, like you do feel a lot more pressure when you do have a plan. But that pressure is good. That pressure is what pushes you to move forward. That pressure is what keeps you from not being too comfortable with where you are and forces you to grow as a person. That pressure makes you uncomfortable and you can't be, you can't grow if you're comfortable, you know? That's facts. That's and then facts. like you mentioning that you being the first person in your family to go to college, I think you should take some time and celebrate that for yourself. Because if you don't celebrate your little accomplishments along the way, then you're just going to, if you just brush off your own accomplishments, you're never going to feel happy. I, honestly, yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, it's, it's something that I try, like, trust me, bro. I, I've, I've tried to, you know, give myself credit and tell myself, Hey, you're doing a good job. And it, it's, it's helpful sometimes, but I just feel like, I, I feel like I'm not going to be satisfied until I get at least until I get my college degree. That's when I feel like, oh, mm -hmm. hey, I finally did something that's kind of kind of good. I just feel like, man, I used to feel like that. I used to feel like, hey, I'm I'm doing it's I'm the first one to go to college. Like I'm proud of myself until I think until probably maybe this year or a little towards the end of last year, I started to feel like, man, these people these people around me are doing so much better than me. Like I need to get to a, a higher level. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something I do struggle with, honestly, just looking at uh, other people's accomplishments. And I know in, in due time, I'll get there. I just, I don't know. I expect a lot from myself. And it's good that you expect a lot from yourself and like connecting it back to the way you talk about your parents, you were the first to go to college. Um, like that's something that you did that your parents didn't, right? And your your parents they had they expected for you to go to college, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did be because they expected you to be better than they were. That's fine. And now and now that you've gone to college and that you're probably gonna get your degree pretty soon, once you have kids, you're gonna expect the same for them to be at least as good as you were. Yeah, because I think I I spoken to my parents about this, but I think our parents, the last thing they want to see is for us to be worse than they were. So it kind of, it kind of goes with the cliche that like life is a marathon and that each, each little thing that you accomplish, each little mile along the marathon that you accomplish should be celebrated because not a lot of people can go that mile. Man, you're right. Spend some bars today, Angus. <laughs> Hey, but uh, talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, some of the expectations that did, did you feel any pressure growing up, going through high school? Did, did you experience anything like that? 
yeah, I felt tremendous amount of pressure my entire life, you know, being a Chinese Chinese guy, my my mm-hmm. parents, my parents are immigrants. So me and my brother, we were the first ones um, to like be raised in America. And my my parents, uh, they stress the value of an education. They stress the value of finding a high paying job. So that way we can live a virtually stress free life. So just getting straight A's was something that was instilled in me since the day I was born. Anytime I would get anything less than an A, I would get yelled at or like uh, my parents would punish me. And like sixth grade, I was valedictorian. I know it's just sixth grade. But ever since that, the people I went to school with expected me to, the people I went to school with and my parents expected me to continue that trend throughout middle school and high school. Middle school, I wasn't able to be valedictorian. And that was, that was soul crushing because like, People really? expected that from me. Yeah. Man. And then in high school, um, since a lot of people knew me from middle school, they expected me to be like in the top 10 of students and to be like uh, competing for like the valedictorian. But then it j- that's just not how it worked. I, I didn't finish in the top 10. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to even finish in the top 10%. That's crazy. So that type of pressure was a lot. And then. In, in high school, I didn't get accepted to any of the colleges I applied to, despite having really extremely high GPA. Yeah. You know what? That's super interesting because uh, so my fiance, sure, she had a I, she graduated with a 4.0 GPA. Um, and for some reason, she experienced she experienced the same thing. She she didn't really get into uh, the UCs that she wanted to. And mm-hmm. we were thinking, like, I wonder what goes into these UC applications where you see uh, someone like her that was really involved, like she graduated with 4.0. She was on the cheer team. She was president of uh, the senior class. She was president of ASB. And how does someone of this caliber not get into a, uh, a uh, school? You know what I mean? I just, yeah. See, that's the expectation that you had on, on your fiance, right? Cause she did all these extracurriculars and because yeah. of that, this created expectation that like, she she should have gone to college. She should have gone to UC, right? Mm-hmm. That's so I, I face that same exact thing. That's that's honestly interesting. But I know, like, uh, I think I feel like that's a lot in the like the Asian culture. Even a lot of like, I have a bunch of Indian friends who who grew up um, expected like if they're not an engineer, <laughs> if they're not mm-hmm. a doctor. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I I guess I know why, but it's just like, why, why do they have to be a doctor? Why do they have to be an engineer? Why do they have to be a lawyer? Why do they have to be the the top of the top? And why can't they just uh, pursue something that makes them happy? Why can't they do something that's just fulfilling to them? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of the times it's more so, uh, I think a lot of parents, they kind of, push their dreams and like things they wish they could have done they put them on their children and it sets them on this this path of this need to be perfect and mm-hmm. it's either it's either being perfect or it's if if you didn't reach that level it's kind of like a failure which kind of sucks yeah. so that's interesting because most of the people that you mentioned to with that type of uh who have that type of goals for their kids those tend to be immigrants right mm-hmm like kids in America, a lot of I know a lot of kids growing up, a lot of parents just wanted them to be able to go to college and live a happy life. But immigrants, um, I think within those cultures is just highly believed that the more success you have means more, more money you have, which means the more happiness you have. And, and it connects to the same point that you had about how like um, parents want their kids to achieve what they couldn't. So they, that's why they want their kids to be doctors. That's why they want kids to be engineers or, or whatever the case may be. Damn, you're right. But honestly, as I bring up doctor, something that I just thought of is like, why would you want to be a doctor in today's economy when it mm-hmm. costs like <laughs> hundreds of thousands to, to go to medical school and you're paying that off for 20, 20 years? Uh, I don't know. To me, being a doctor in, in today's world is 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 crazy especially in this economy I, I could be a doctor med school costs so much and then not even med school you have to apply for residency and then you have to right. like be under another doctor for a couple of years 
Yeah, that's that's, that's a that's a route my brother is taking. <laughs> but really, I don't. Yeah, I don't envy him at all. Ain't no disrespect. I just kind of I didn't even know that. <laughs> but um, that's crazy. Wait, so uh, I I do got a question for you because I know yeah. I know you graduated with um, I believe it was finance, right? With a degree uh, in finance, business economics, same thing. <laughs> ah, I was yeah. close. Wait, I didn't even know that was a thing. So at UC Irvine, there's a there's a um a business economics because I know there's an economics degree but it's yeah. not part of the the business program. Yeah, it's or not, at least so, at Sac State. Yeah, so business economics and economics are not part of the business program. Um only biz admin is part of the biz ad, uh business program. Okay. Interesting. Cuz I always wanted to know like I was like is he a is he a finance bro or I wonder what <laughs> every time I see those videos I think of you. Finance you. bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, like I like I said I I'm a little bit grateful because I know on my side, like my my mom just wanted the best for me. I would say I don't think she 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 didn't really put too much pressure. She always I I for me it felt more like a like a genuine I I want what's best for you mm-hmm. or at least that's how it felt for me. So I'm super grateful. And my mom actually watches my podcast, so I don't want mom to think I'm I'm like you know I feel some sort of resentment towards her because I definitely don't. Shout out to my mm-hmm. mom because she watches my podcast. So, but uh, <laughs> what's it called? No, uh, I'm grateful that that she she saw something in me at least because I, I, I mean where I'm from, Bakersfield, it's a it's definitely a small town mentality. Like nobody thinks about getting out. Everyone thinks about just staying staying in that desert. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I I couldn't imagine myself staying there. Um, so I was I was super grateful that. At least my mom saw saw something in me that I probably didn't even see in my I didn't see anything in, in myself. Um, I didn't think about college and oh, think about like Sac State or Santa Barbara, UC Davis. I didn't even know what these colleges were until I was like a junior in high school when mm-hmm. uh, they started like having like events at my school, and I was like, "Yo, what what is all this?" Like, I didn't even know there was a UC uh, a UC program. I didn't know there was twenty three CSUs in California, so I I didn't really know about these things until my junior year and that's when I was I started to kind of uh flip the switch and get in I, I was always in gate classes uh my high school um career I guess you call it but then I I started taking my AP classes because I was like yo I need to get some college level courses um sadly the only college the only AP exam I ever passed was a Spanish one <laughs> Oh, I passed Spanish. <laughs> I got I got a better grade on my Spanish test than I did on my English test. That's crazy. Yeah. Yo, are you actually fluent in Spanish? Oh, I'm I'm speaking it. I it takes me time to formulate a sentence and I, I definitely need to hear it in like normal speed. Yeah. Rather than conversational that's, speed. That's sick but, though. I did not but know reading and writing Spanish. Reading and writing, I can do it for sure. That's crazy. I, I actually did not know you took AP Spanish. That's sick. Yeah, I took Spanish Why? for four years. Oh, well, I took Spanish to get my language, but then I just ended up liking the class so much and the teacher that I took uh, Spanish before my fourth year. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. So you're what, trilingual? Yeah, I am trilingual. So I got some English, Cantonese, and Spanish in me. That's fire. <laughs> I need... I wish I... Uh... I'm picking up a little bit of uh, Sher's language. It's, yeah. it's super hard to learn, though. Like, it is hard. I, I can I can understand it, and I understand like bits and phrases, like small phrases, but it's super hard to learn. Like, oh my god, it's 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 difficult, super difficult. It's, it's Burmese, right? The language. To be honest, uh, they have a dialect that's uh kind of unique. It's because uh, her, her mom speaks a little bit of Burmese. She also mm-hmm. speaks a little Thai. But mm-hmm. there's another dialect uh, that they speak that I, I don't even know what it's called, to be honest. I <laughs> yeah, forget. That's... They tell me and I forget. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> any, but, um, any, Asian, any Asian language is hard to learn. Dude, it's, it's like I, I only know a little bit because I obviously, you know, we live together. So I pick it up. Like, I'm going to pick up little bits and phrases, but I don't know how to speak it. I'm, I don't think I'll ever learn. I only know like a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know more than what, most. That's true. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about, though. Um, so you 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 talked about these expectations that you felt, um, you know, growing up, uh, 
even since middle school, um, did that cause any, any resentment towards your family or did that cause you to kind of, kind of get a, get away from everything? Yeah. So that did cause some resentment for my family because, um, in high school, like there's so many things going on outside of school. Like, I just don't want to be focused on my grades all the time. I want to be hanging out with my friends. I want to be able to go out to Friday night football games. And like every time I would go out, my parents would have some exception to uh, with it. They will always say little comments like, aren't you supposed to be studying? Don't you have homework to do? Don't you have tests to do? And I would like I would always be like, stop, stop bothering me with this because like i i don't want to be thinking about school and my grades 24 7 like the way they want me to like mm-hmm. i want to be able to be like a well-rounded person who who is a great person to other people who other people know mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's... just grades just took priority <laughs> i mean it's definitely a balance uh because yeah no one wants to be hammered down with uh having a teacher at home 24 7 that that would definitely suck um like i said i'm I'm grateful i didn't i didn't experience you know that i guess you could call it i wouldn't say helicopter parent but something of that sort i'm glad i didn't um experience you know being hammered at home like obviously grades were 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 pushed but i was also given my my space um to be a you know be a kid because i also played a. I don't know if you played any sports, but I played like I played soccer in high school and I played uh, I played baseball. Did you play any? So, yeah, so I played tennis my junior year <laughs> and um, that was actually the hardest year of school for me. So I ended up with a C in my AP physics class and my parents absolutely blamed it on like the tennis and uh-huh. like me, me taking naps after I come home from school <laughs> They blamed on Bro, everything except for me. AP I mean, they, physics is crazy. Yeah. AP First physics of all, was hard. Yeah, I took uh, I took physics in high in high school as well, but I did not take AP. And even just regular physics is was oh my god, it was super difficult. I, yeah, I don't even know how hard. I passed that class. But yeah, um, I gotta see. Only, only reason why I took that class is because I I was originally gonna uh be an engineer major so i started off as an engineer major and then i realized holy crap this is not what i want to do this is so difficult when Mm -hmm. i started taking like college level uh like physics and and different things like that i was like i'm not doing this i'm gonna put myself through hell if i if i if i stick to this and i took um i took four years of an engineer course in high school four Four years. years yeah i took an engineer course they had like this program. I, I forgot the name. Uh, sometimes it was cool. I learned like like basic coding. Um, yeah, it was mostly just like basic coding. Uh, we built like a robotic car. The only thing I ever learned how to code is to teach my robotic car how to go straight and then take a right. <laughs> That's the only thing I ever learned learned how to code. But dude, that class was super hard. All those classes were insane. I was like, no, I I, I couldn't do it in, in college. Yeah, no. Props to you, and props to everyone that like that's studying that Bro, for their career. I, I say the same thing. Uh, my brother in law is actually an electrical engineer, and I'm like, dude, like you have to have you got to be actually a genius. You have to be a genius. Uh, one one thing I do want to ask, uh, kind of just like on a fun note, do you think people are born a genius, or do you think they have to work to get to that level? I think people are born with differing attention spans. <laughs> so, so when you have different attention spans, it means that like maybe you may not be used to like how they teach in schools or like that's not the best way for knowledge to get through to you. But I believe that everyone has the ability to learn, but some just don't have the ability to learn as much. Dude, you actually brought up a great, great point. But I feel like if we branched off into that, we'd go into a whole yeah. other hour or something like that. That's not our podcast. <laughs> the school system, like, <laughs> yeah. salute. Uh, but Thank the school you. system just definitely targets. Uh, I feel like it's just they only teach one way of learning when there's so many ways to learn something. Like mm-hmm. for me, for me, for example, I, I've never been... Um, what's it called i my strongest way to learn is definitely uh i'm 
a visual and hands-on. So anytime, like I, I, I can't look at a screen or I can't um, just be taught a lesson and be expected to learn that way. For me, I've always been just a hands-on kind of guy and uh, through practice, I, I, I get better. Just because yeah, exactly. if, I just, if I just watch something, I'm not going to learn it. <laughs> like it's just a bunch of gibberish. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, I think I'm exactly the same way. And like, it's telling uh, what, like the way I learned math, I was pretty good at math during high school and community college. So like, I would look at the way that my teacher did like the math problems, but I wouldn't learn it right there. I would need to like do a couple of examples mm -hmm. and then have like someone check my work or like I would do the examples and it would tell me what to do next. And then I'll finally get it. <laughs> Dude, math, math was never my my subject that was and i hate that it that uh my foundations got all messed up during algebra i because yeah. uh, i that's where that's like the base of math that's where you start you know getting to the big boy math yeah. going into like eighth grade in high school and uh i mean i won't blame it on on my teacher i'll blame it on myself as well so i i definitely wish i would have paid more attention in, in my freshman year of, of uh, high school for my math class but Man, I could have been an engineer if I just paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> if you just paid attention. If I just paid attention in that class, bro. But damn, because I didn't, now I'm a business major. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I there's no see... math, huh? In business. Uh, not really. Unless yeah, not you're really. doing like unless you're doing like accounting. Cause mm -hmm. accounting involves a lot of a lot of math and equations. And cause I took a few courses for uh it's like a requirement. And I, I took those and I was like, yeah no <laughs> i just took them because <laughs> i had to get them out the way what about because i know uh business econ sounds like it like nothing but math is that correct it has it definitely has a lot more math i had to do uh two semesters of calculus as part of my requirements fun yeah and then there was econometrics which is part of my curriculum which is basically uh statistics but more with like a uh, focus on the economy you know what would uh, I feel like you would fit really good in uh, it's kind of basic, but like sports management, I feel like that would have been a really good option for you. Do you ever think yeah. about branching off to something like that? Yeah. So that's um, that's one of my career fields that I'm considering after after I want to work for a couple of years after getting my bachelor's and then I'm going to go back to school and then I'll see what they have. But I know UCLA has a good sports management program for the NBA. Okay. Are you going to yeah. get your, uh, um, what's it called? Your MBA? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Wait, how far is uh, UCLA from like where you're based? So where I live is probably like about like 50 miles from UCLA. Really? Yeah. But it's, uh, Oh shoot. It's, it's usually an hour drive, but then there's always traffic. So probably hour 30. <laughs> Man. Well, I mean, because Irvine's Orange County, right? Yep, Irvine is Orange County. Dude, I love Orange County. I need to go this summer because uh, how far is Newport from you? I, bro, I live in Newport, technically. I live really? on the border of Irvine and Newport, yeah. Bro, so how far is, uh, like, the beach from you? I live 10 minutes away from the beach. <sighs> that sounds <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Sorry. It, it's, it's funny because... Uh, I moved from Bakersfield to, to Sacramento and I'm still so far from the beach. Mm -hmm. You're so inland. The, the, You're still in the valley. <laughs> the, the nearest beach is what? Santa Cruz or I guess uh, Baker beach in, in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. Um, yeah. But one of the things, another thing I wanted to mention, um, I mean, like you mentioned, you talked about like having uh, a little bit of resentment towards, you know, things that happen because the pressure it's not fun um i mean that's the that's the bad thing about putting too much too much expectations on on children who i mean at an early age you're starting them like yes we want to do well in school but you also want to uh have a balance with that and i think later on in life it causes those children to to want to get for one want to get away that's why so many people they want to leave their town to go to a different college. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's one of the biggest reasons I hear um, resentment. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it also causes anxiety for a lot of, a lot of people because uh, they feel like they have to, you know, they always feel like they're pressured. They always feel like 
if they don't do something, uh, it's going to disappoint their parents as well. So that's another mm-hmm. thing that a lot of a lot of people experience is like if they don't accomplish a certain thing, they feel like they they disappointed their parents or they feel like they failed them. And a lot of the times the parents don't make them feel any better about that situation. They kind of just like, you know, they don't really give them reassurance. And I feel like yeah. that's something that's something that um, parents should do. They definitely should give their children reassurance when they fail, because I feel like they they fail to realize that uh, any, you know, nothing's nothing's going to happen perfectly to the plan like you talked about. Um, and I always like to take it as like every every loss or every failure wasn't a total loss because you learned something from that. And at least you took something from that. You you learned that, hey, maybe this way doesn't work. So I'm going to try it a different way or um I didn't really fail because I, I know at least I took a lesson. I took a lesson mm-hmm. from that situation. Um, but disappointment is, I, I, I know I experienced this a little, uh, a little bit with my, with my parents. I never wanted to disappoint my mom, even just like in anything, in anything in my life. I always felt like, um, I had to be kind of like this, uh, this perfect, uh, angel child. You know what I mean? I always felt yeah. like I, I had to, um, just, keep a, keep a good, uh, a good picture kind of, that's why even when I got my, my, like my, my first tattoo, (laughs) like my, my, I was, I hit it for a few months. I'm not going to lie. You hit it. I felt cause I felt like I had to, to keep this perfect image up and it, it was hard to keep it up for a long time. I had to keep up this image of just, you know, being perfect when I'm, I'm just a human, like that's unrealistic for me. I'm, I'm a human being. Like, I, I have I have needs and I have um, certain things that I want and I just feel like I, it it was it was getting to me but at least I broke that barrier. Yeah, so I'll I'll tell you a story. So so growing up, my parents expected me to go to college. I always got good grades and things like that. So in high school, after I got like my the final rejection letter from like the I applied to like eight different six to eight schools and I felt like I got my final rejection letter. And then I realized, damn, I'm really not going to go to college. Mm-hmm. And I was just crying at the dinner table. And like my parents who have expected this from me, who have made me resent, um, made me feel so much resentment during so much of my high school life. Uh, they were the ones who comforted me, telling me that it's OK. There's another route is that is that it, it just wasn't my time yet. And then in that moment, in that moment of quote unquote failure, um, when I look back at it, I, th- I think I needed it because I was really immature at the time. I didn't mm-hmm. take myself seriously. I didn't take anything seriously. I just thought that things would just get handed to me in life. And mm-hmm. that that moment of failure really, um, really changed the course of my life, the direction of my life. Dang. That's a, that's a great anecdote. Um, cause I know like for me, uh, sometimes I feel like I, I, it's the same way. Like for me, like sometimes I feel like I, I might deserve something, but mm-hmm. it's all about, it's all about effort. And sometimes I, I, I can get lazy and I, I feel like I deserve something when life is then next, thing you know, life slaps me in the face and it's like, no, you don't deserve this, but it's like, it, it helps you realize like, Hey, maybe, um, maybe I do need to work harder. Maybe I do need to change my mindset and maybe it, it just wasn't meant, but man, that, that's a, that's a great story. I mean, at least I can, I, I would say I'm super proud of you, man. Cause you're out there doing your thing. Um, working for a great company, working remote, yeah. living my Remotely. dream, <laughs> making um, podcasts. Hey, I, I got a question. How do you like working remote? Working remote, I mean, it's it's great because the work life balance, the flexibility, mm-hmm. but some of the downfalls include like your workplace and your and your home life becomes so intertwined. Mm. Like you feel like you're sleeping in the same place where you work, and that there's no there's no stoppage. Because I feel for you, once you leave your work, you don't ever have to think about work, right? You don't really you don't have to even breathe the same air as your workplace it really depends because depending on the industry you work in like uh a few months ago i was uh 
uh, what's it called? I was a retail store manager and work never, I was salary. So work never stopped, bro. Like, uh, like emails. I, I was working like off the clock, man. Like I was creating schedules, uh, fixing time cards, doing a bunch of things like at home. So I, I definitely get you, but uh, I just feel like working remote would be so fun. But yeah, working, I guess I guess different remote. perspectives. It's good to hear different perspectives on, uh, you know, not everyone sees everything the same. Yeah. So here's here's a good thing about working remote. So, um, I went back home for Mother's Day. We saw each other back in Sacramento, and um, because I work from home, I was able to just literally just take my laptop, take it back back to Sacramento, and then still be able to work. See, that's cool. You know that. That's a good thing. And then like for lunch breaks, I can take as long as I want for lunch. I don't have to worry about like, I don't know if I like watching a YouTube video. I don't have to lower mm -hmm. down the volume or whatever yeah. during lunch. And um, I can take walks. Like sometimes I'll take a walk outside and uh, I'll take like 15, 20 minutes and nobody will bother me. And What's that, your if schedule I, like? So technically I work eight to five Monday through Fridays. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, like if I don't have any meetings in the morning, sometimes I have 8 a.m. meetings. If I don't have those meetings, then I, I probably won't get on to like 830, closer to nine. Just so I can be awake and I have some breakfast. I can, I don't know, brush my teeth and wash my face, things like you that. Are, are you a morning person? Uh, I, I think I used to be more of a morning person because when we worked together, I was forced to be a morning person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used, to, I used to be there like at 5 a.m. And then I'd see you walking out and be like, man, no, this dude works early. No, you, you, yeah, five. No, you would just be getting there and I'll already be like oh, an hour into my job. Oh, yeah. Depending on, wait, what time would you go in? Like 4.30? So, so typically I ask for the 4 a.m. shifts, 4 a.m. to 12.30. Oh, God. <laughs> oh God. I, I was scheduled for some 4.30 shifts, but I was always, I was late a little bit because it's like, Man, I, I would wake up like I would probably when I was scheduled at 430, I would wake up like at 415, uh, brush mm. my teeth and uh, just pee and get ready real quick and then go to work. That's all I did. That's I would just brush my teeth and then I'll drink like two cups of coffee just so I has Jesus. some energy. Jesus, I would be like a zombie in there because then we we work retail for those of you listening to podcasts that don't know. We both yeah. work retail and our store opened at 8 a.m. So if I get there at four, uh, by the time the store opened, I just have to wait 30 minutes and be forced to take a lunch. And then I would take my lunch and then I only have like two more hours of work. I'm not so that's lie. why I love that schedule. It was a fun schedule because you'd be off, or at least for me, I'd be <laughs> off for like one or two. And then <laughs> I had the rest of my day and I was like, wow, this is, it was, it was kind of cool sometimes. Just the waking that, up part was hard. That The waking up part was hard. But that was the only schedule that worked with my schedule because um, I was also going to school at the time. But since it was during COVID, I was working remotely. Mm. So if I started my day at 4 a.m., I ended uh, work at around 1231. I would hit the gym and then I would have time to do homework at night before I got to wake up at 4 a.m. and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Hey, what gym are you going to over there? L.A. Fitness? I just No, I just use a school gym. Oh, you still, still have access? Yeah, I still have access. How? Because I got I got connections like that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm alumni, so I just <laughs> I just pay a discounted rate. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I know, like for us, like summer's coming up. I'm trying to get into some summer courses because if I, if I get uh, some summer courses, I get to still use our gym for free, and that yeah. gym is is amazing. Two stories. Uh, it's always air conditioned. It's huge. I love going there. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I've always heard about how good your 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 school gym is. It's really nice, dude. I love going there. I I I don't even go to twenty four hour fitness no more, and I still pay for my membership. I don't know why. Oh, you do? Oh, you do? <laughs> oh, I need to cancel it. When I go back, just let me have it or something. <laughs> I mean, uh, you don't look like me, man. <laughs> but um. I think for the most part, I feel like I've I've covered uh, a bunch of the topics that I just want to talk about, like failure, disappointment. Um, what's it called? Just like the effects of it. Did you have anything else that you wanted to cover on that on that topic? Yeah. So I think I have an important part that 
I came to realize just not too long ago, it's just acceptance. We have to accept that it's okay for other people to have expectations on us. And it's okay that if we don't fail them or if we beat them. But we just have to be happy with what we accomplish. If we celebrate every one of our little victories, it doesn't matter what other people expect from us. As long as we know who we are and that we are the ones that are validating our own milestones. That's the most important part. I like that. Bro, you are spinning some bars today. <laughs> Man. I always try to. Bars. Bro, no, because you are spinning like facts. And I feel like even just like... uh us recording this podcast like it just feels like a casual convo and i feel like like i feel like i need to hear that sometimes because i i try to tell myself that don't get me wrong but it feels it feels good to hear that from someone else i definitely need to tell myself that more i definitely need to celebrate like these small little things like today i just finished my finals and everything went well i'm happy but i just feel like i don't give myself enough credit I don't mm-hmm. give myself enough credit and I need to, but it's just so difficult, bro. It's so difficult. It's hard. It's hard to, cause I found that when I didn't give myself credit, it led to the resentment that I had for my parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, once um, I started giving myself credit, that resentment went away. Okay. I, I got a question for you. Um, so after you, after you graduated, did you feel a bit of relief from this pressure? relief i felt like there was even more pressure actually (laughs) because because now i have a degree and now i can't it's not it's no longer summer vacation for me like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a working adult now i had to find a job and that was that pressure right there that was a whole new pressure but it wasn't even pressure from my parents or anything it was just pressure i had to put on myself because i've only been away from home for one year because of covid and Mm -hmm. I, I just felt like it wasn't time for me to go back yet. Like you, you don't really grow until you move away from home. That's, that's, that's yeah. That's one thing I realized. I agree. And um, so that pressure of finding a job was hard. And then not on top of that, my lease was ending and I was no longer allowed to stay in the apartment I was living at because I was reserved for strictly students. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I had to find a place to live and then I had to find a job. And how can I find a place to live if I don't have a job? So that way I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't have a budget to go off of. Mm-hmm. And then how can I find a job if I don't know where I'm going to live? <laughs> you know? So, um, how, how was that process? Like, did were you able to find a job pretty soon? Um, were you applying, you know, did you apply to, to the, to these jobs right before you were going to graduate or after you already got your degree? So I didn't even touch the job search <laughs> until until literally the day i was walking on the stage for graduation. oh my god so the day i was walking on stage for graduation i had talked to this guy who was in the waiting room with me to like go on the stage and then he told me that he had like this opportunity from a firm and that if you like he could connect me with those people and oh, then shit. i got on and i got on linkedin and then i connected with him and then um, I applied for the job he was talking about and I got an interview and then I thought I was I was good. Like I, I got this job. It's at a pretty big company. And then I went and did the interview and then um, it was nothing like anything I wanted. It sounded like an absolutely terrible gig. It's just at a big <laughs> name company. So that's when I felt the most pressure because I thought I had something secure. I thought I had a safety net uh-huh. and then <clears throat> I realized it wasn't a safety net at all. But mind you, I graduated in June and then I was hired by August. Okay, so about about a month two, or two of yeah, two months. So um, <clears throat> that was the most pressure for me. Dang, dang. Well, I wonder how I'm gonna feel afterwards. I feel like I don't know yet, but I wonder how I'm gonna feel once I finally get my degree and. I wonder if that pressure is going to get relieved or if there's just going to be a ton more. I would say just enjoy. I mean, this you just finished your last final, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, and take your take some time to yourself. Give give yourself like two to three weeks of not having to worry about anything. And you already do have a job right now. So that's something you can always fall back on. But um, like 
just act like you've been there before. You already have your degree. Act like you already have your degree. Act like you're just looking for a new place to continue your career. Like you're not just starting your career. You're just continuing your career. All right. And if you look at it from that mindset, employers will look at you and they'll see someone that's 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 just continuing their life here. They're not they're mm-hmm. not going to be a, a little fish in a big pond. They're just like a medium sized fish, I guess, <laughs> in the pond. No, but no, I definitely agree because I feel like at least now that I've been in uh like in some decent jobs, I feel like I've gotten a lot of good experience and I feel I feel sort of sort of kind of sort of ready i feel like a i still feel like a little bit of a smaller fish not not mm-hmm. not the tiniest fish but maybe yeah. like in, in the middle between small and medium so maybe i'm like a i don't know a mediocre fish <laughs> i mean you're 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 tuna all right you're tuna <laughs> <laughs> but uh no it, it, i feel good that i've gotten some some decent experience so at least i have that on my back if that even matters in this workforce yeah and um like tying back to what this whole podcast is about do you feel like you have any high expectations for you after you graduate college i i do i i definitely do because uh so like i mean as my podcast audience knows um or if they don't know i don't know if i've mentioned it but i'm getting married next march that's why i just asked angus last weekend to be my groomsman Um, i'm so excited (laughs) i have too but uh i just feel like after after we get married, I feel like there's a, a bit of pressure to, you know, get a get a real big boy job and eventually find a home. And mm-hmm. I feel like once I once I graduate, it's it's kind of just a step in the process of where I'm going. So mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely feel like there's going to be even more pressure um, after I get married and after I get my degree. So, yes, I, I, that's how I feel right now. So there's always such a pressure. It's just so look like three to five years into the future, but it kind of takes us out of the present. I, I agree. Because because once you look that far down the line, you, you forget about what you're doing. You forget to celebrate the little things that you're doing right now. You forget to worry about the thing that's directly in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I just I just feel like that if you just worry about the things that are in front of you right now, the things that you can actually see, the things that you can feel and touch, then you can tackle more of your problems more mm-hmm. of the things that come your way easier man i, I dude i appreciate your advice because i feel like yeah. i feel like you know as as someone who's gotten their degree and and they work uh you know you work a you work a great job you work remote um you're a finance bro i'm still gonna call you a finance bro regardless <laughs> but uh it, it feels good to get some some good advice coming from you um so i i was super glad to have you on here um as as we're closing out this podcast, any predictions on the game tonight? Predictions on the game tonight, man. I don't even know the score. Um, I wish I had it on right now, but um, things were more important. But I think <laughs> that the Lakers will take this one tonight. I don't think they're losing twice in Denver. You think so? What time does the game start? It starts at five thirty. Hey Siri, it start at five. NBA scores. We're doing a live. Oh wow! This is a the crossover Lake- right here. <laughs> Lakers are up 55 to 50 uh, just uh top of the third top of the third okay uh-huh it just I might started. finish that game I might finish that game before I go to the gym damn dude your predictions are always spot on I'm like yeah. what yeah that if you guys want to hear if you guys want to hear more accurate predictions you guys can check out my podcast at the full court podcast also on Spotify yes Apple sir. music it's Google Google podcast also Amazon I will plug that in uh, the description because this is going to go on YouTube as well. Um, I'll put a link for for your guys' podcast. I'm not gonna lie; I think I'm your number one fan. There's no one. Yeah, else I think you are. The, there's no one else that listens to the podcast more than me, dude. Uh, so tell your friend Enoch that I'm that I'm up there. I'm definitely number one. And, and when you post this on YouTube, this is going to be the face reveal of Angus <laughs> Wong of the Full Court Podcast, dude. I, I, I'm not gonna lie; I actually I re-listened to your guys' podcast. Just to see what if we were right, right? <laughs> yeah, I re-listened to them also because, like, as you know, I, I drive kind of far for work, so um, I kind of like to listen to some podcasts a few times if they're good. And yeah. I always listen to you. I always listen to them at least twice. You do? I do. And every time they drop, I'm like, "Let's go!" 
So I always wait for them to drop so I can I don't listen to them at home because I like to listen to them on the drive. Yeah, that's that's me too. I don't yeah, I only listen to them on the commute because I feel like hey, but it's better than music sometimes. Shout out to the full court podcast. It's a great podcast for all my uh mindful listeners. Definitely go check that out. It's gonna be the number one uh sports podcast in the world in the future. Yes, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> this is gonna be the, the mindful podcast, gonna be the number one self-help podcast in the world. Let's go. Hey, um before we head out, you have anything else that you would like to tell my audience? Any any words of advice? Anything you'd like to give them? Yeah, I just I just want everyone to be aware of where they are right now, be to be present and that to be mindful. <laughs> like just that. celebrate celebrate your little successes and don't be too hard on yourself. That's so sweet. That's wholesome. But uh yeah. before we head out, finals predictions. Finals predictions. I've I've said on the pod, but hopefully. This will get people from your audience to listen to the pod. <laughs> um, so I got, I'm going to say the Nuggets against the Celtics. Nuggets and I, Celtics. I'm going to agree with you. I, I sent you a snap the other day of uh, saying Nuggets and Celtics because ultimately I feel like that's going to be the finals. And yeah. who do you think wins if that happens? I know it's uh, a little early to kind of tell, but. I would say the Celtics because I can't, I, I can't imagine the Celtics losing in the finals two times in a row. Damn. Now, not with the way Jason know, Tatum was playing. Jason I don't Tatum, know, dude. That's your light-skinned brother. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Nikola Jokic is on a different level, dude. That man. Yeah. But the, the Celtics, the Celtics have the two centers that can give Jokic trouble. That is true. That is true. That's a good point. I, I feel I just feel like the Nuggets haven't faced anyone who have someone a big man of, of his caliber. Besides Anthony AD, Davis. Right besides, now, <laughs> I was gonna say besides AD, there hasn't been anyone in the playoffs that's that's been giving them any trouble. But you're right about the Celtics. Um, man, we'll see how that turns out. Hey, for my audience, definitely check out if you don't watch basketball, uh, watch at least the finals. That way you can see if his predictions come true. Because I always listen to them like, what? Like this dude is right. He's putting some <laughs> bars. All right, then you guys. Um, Thank you again, Angus, for uh, joining my podcast. I had a lot of fun. I definitely mm-hmm. t- took a lot of uh, – t- I'm, I'm going to take a lot of this feedback and apply it to my life. Um, so I appreciate you being on. Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, invite me back anytime. Man, you better stop before I make you a full-time uh, co-host. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, what's it called? Leave a like, subscribe. Um, I also have a Q&A on my Spotify. There's a link under there if you guys ever have any feedback that you want to give me. But other than that, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We out.